0: Bob, Bob Bernie, Bernie live. live looking at today's news through a biblical worldview.
1: Well this this is an interesting story from California. Uh, you may remember the uh, controversy about Bruce Beach. Now, I'm from California, didn't spend a whole lot of time at the uh, beaches, but um, and I don't honestly remember Bruce Beach, but Bruce Beach was uh, in the area of Manhattan Beach, and I'm fairly familiar with that. But Bruce Beach was a, a parcel of land on the ocean purchased by Willa and Charles Bruce back in 1912. And they created a beach resort catering to primarily black clients uh, in in California. That was 1912. Well, the city of Manhattan Beach uh, seized the property through eminent domain back in, I don't know, the 1940s or something like that. Maybe the 30s. I'm a little bit familiar with eminent domain in California because some information that is absolutely worthless to you, but interesting to me, my grandmother on my mother's side had a nice little house um, in, uh, that would have been not, that was Bellflower, Bellflower, California. And they were getting ready to build the 91 freeway. If you've ever been in Southern California, there's the 405, there's the, the the 91. And anyway, they were getting ready to build the 91 freeway. Well, the 91 freeway was going to go right through my grandmother's living room. And so I don't remember whether it was the city or the county or the state. I was pretty young at the time, but uh, they took her house. They took her house. Uh, They said, here's what we think it's worth. You're out of (laughs) here. And they they took her house, as well as hundreds of houses. Listen, if you've ever been to California, all those freeways, there was one time when all of those freeways were houses. They had to take hundreds and hundreds of houses through eminent domain uh, to build the freeways and so forth. So my grandmother lost her house and I remember she was kind of hurt about it and didn't think that they paid her enough and so on and so forth. And then she bought another house in Buena Park up by uh, uh Berry Farm, which was actually a better, nicer house. But anyway, I, I that was my first introduction to eminent domain, where the government just says, uh, we have a better use of this property than you're using it for, and it'd be better for the community for us to have it, so you're out of here. And they usually pay what is called fair market value. Okay. Well, this was many, many, many years ago, and they took uh, Bruce Beach through eminent domain, and uh, it lay dormant. They didn't do anything with it until the uh, city of Manhattan Beach built a park on it in 1960, and they named it Bruce's Beach. And it was open to anyone and everyone. Well, a few years ago, the descendants of Willa and Charles Bruce, the original owners that purchased it way back in 1912, descendants said... They claimed it because of racial motivation. Whether that's true or not, I have no clue. I have no idea. I'm not doubting it. I I just don't know. But that's what the family said. They said that it was because they were black. The uh, resort that uh, Willa and Charles Bruce built was primarily for blacks, and it was discrimination and so forth, and... Uh, they just didn't want blacks around, so they took the property by eminent demand and so on. And so they sued. Well, the city of Manhattan Beach seized the property, transferred it to the state of California. The state of California transferred it to Los Angeles County. And in, in 2022, just a year ago, the uh, Los Angeles County said you know what, it was wrong, and we're going to give it back to the rightful heirs of the Bruce family. And there was a big emotional public ceremony. We're giving this beachfront property in California? Are you kidding me? Talk about value? So, the uh, I think it ended up Los Angeles County said, uh, well, you know, we believe in reparations and the original Bruce family was uh, wrongfully treated. And so we're going to give the property back to the uh, descendants of the original owners. Big public ceremony and so forth. Well, it didn't end there. The uh, descendants of the Bruce family had a little family meeting. And they sat around and said, uh, what do you want to do with it? Our uh, great-great-grandparents wanted to build a resort for black people. You want to do that? Mm, No. I don't know anything about a resort. Do you know anything about a resort? No, no, I don't know anything about a resort. Why do we want a resort? Okay, well, um, uh, what do you want to do with it? Uh, Let's sell it. It's worth a whole lot of money. And so the family decided to go back to Los Angeles County that had just given it to them and say, would you like to buy it back? And Los Angeles County said, sure. How about $20 million? And the Bruce family said, perfect. And so so they sold it back to Los Angeles County for $20 million million dollars cash. I don't have any problem with that. You know, I, they felt that their descend, their, their uh, ancestors, their, their great, great grandparents were wrongfully treated by uh, the state of California, Manhattan Beach, Los Angeles County, and so forth. And Los Angeles County says, we did you, your, your, uh, your family wrong, we're going to make it right, we're going to give you the property. And they said, fine, that's great, we'll sell it, we'll divide up the $20 million among all the family. I don't have a problem with that. But let me tell you, the Black Lives Matter activists are having a fit. Yeah, the activists who went to bat for this family to the state of California, Los Angeles County, Manhattan Beach City, and said, you did them wrong and so forth. The activists who started this whole campaign to get the property back in the hands of the Bruce family, they are having a fit. What are you doing? We wanted this for black people. We wanted this for the black community. And all you did was take the money and run Well, if the whole premise of reparations is money, money does strange things to people. And let's face it, most people probably don't know how to handle large amounts of money, and often... Large amounts of money dumped into the laps of people who are not accustomed. It does not turn out well. So uh, this is just the first case of the reparations movement in California not turning out the way the activists wanted it to. And I predict this is just the beginning. Like I said, I have no problem with this family doing that. No problem at all. But the activists sure aren't happy.
0: Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: You know, if you really believe something, if you continue believing it after it costs you something, if you're not willing, To pay a price for what you believe, you don't really believe it. You really don't believe it. Since we were talking about California just a few minutes ago, interesting story coming out of San Francisco. The state of California and several cities uh, in California, San Francisco leading the way, announced... They were boycotting states, entire states across America that were anti-LGBTQIA+. Yeah. Uh, cities that were trying to protect children. A city, Well, anyway. Uh, San Francisco had gotten their list up to 30 states. 30 states that they refused to do business with because they discriminated. Against LGBTQIA+. Uh, Yeah, 30 states. Now, why would they do that? Because we believe in inclusion. We believe in DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. We stand against against discrimination and bigotry. And so we're going to boycott. We will not do business. We will not send our people to there. We will not fly there. We will not drive there. We will not deal with businesses with their headquarters in those states because we believe in non-discrimination. So their list had gotten up to 30 states. Did they really believe that? Well, if what I just said is true, you don't really believe it if you're not willing to pay a cost? They are uh, they are seriously thinking about uh, reconsidering their boycott of those conservative states. Seriously, in fact, it looks almost certain that uh, the officials in San Francisco are just going to quietly say, <clears throat> if... Uh, we get a good deal with an Ohio company, uh, go ahead. We're, we're not going to boycott them anymore. Why? Because they're contracting costs. And when we talk about contracting, we're not just talking about construction, IT contracting, food contracting. We're talking about business contracts of all kinds. They're Had raised their contracting costs. In other words, basically, the cost to do business. Their boycotts cost the city between 10 to 20%. 10 to 20%. You know, states that said, uh, you know, in our state, we think boys should use the boys' bathroom and girls should use the girls' bathroom. Yeah, San Francisco thought that was bigotry and discrimination, and we're not going to do business with you if you don't let the boys go in the girls' bathroom, the girls in the boys' bathroom, et cetera. So, anyway, as their cost of operating rose 10 to 20%, city officials have concluded, "Mm, you know, maybe. Maybe we uh, maybe we need to reconsider. Listen to this: a report released by CIN- city administrator Carmen Chu earlier this month observed, quote, "While it is difficult to quantify the exact cost of twelve X to the city, the." Budget and legislative analyst notes that a loss in competition is likely to increase the city's contracting costs by 10 to 20% annually. These costs, again, I am quoting from the city administrator in San Francisco, these costs could continue to increase and compound over time as the city's potential contractor pool shrinks If the list of banned states grows. Chu has offered several alternatives, including repealing the boycott entirely. Several members of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors have already introduced proposals to that effect. Either urging that the entire ordinance be repealed or that construction contracts and other city contracts be exempted from the red state boycott. In other words, they were standing on principle until until it hit their pocketbook and then all of a sudden <clears throat> principle was not really that important. So it looks like the city of San Francisco is going to repeal their boycott of evil states that make boys boys and girls girls and other things. And then I love this one. The January 6th committee, which is now done over and finished since the Republicans now have um, uh, control of the House of Representatives, the January 6th committee that was formed for one reason and one reason only, to keep Donald Trump from ever running for president again. There was no other purpose, no other goal. There was never any desire to have real truth. or any, that, that was it. But they said, we're going to be transparent. We're going to be open. We want the truth, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's interesting that the overwhelming majority of security footage on the day of the Capitol riot on January 6th, the January 6th committee refused to release. Hmm, I wonder why. In fact, you ready for this? 40,000 hours of footage around the Capitol had been blocked from release ...by the January 6th committee. Now, any reasonable person would ask, why? What don't you want us to see? I thought this was all about getting to the truth and openness and transparency. Well, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has reportedly given Tucker Carlson of Fox... ...access to 40,000 hours of footage... And the January 6th committee is having a fit. So much for transparency. Hey, please remember whose you are.
0: Listen. Listen, Think. think, discern. Discern